Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. Suffering, not why, but who. This is part two. Before I go into the episode today, I want to thank everyone for listening, especially those of you who have downloaded all 10 episodes to this point. On my hosting platform with Buzzsprout, I can tell the city and country for each download. And I can tell you, those of you in countries around the world who are listening, I thank you and I pray for you. It's been an amazing journey to learn about recording and to be able to get God's word out. I started out my life as a carpenter and then I ran heavy equipment. Then I was in law enforcement for a while. But now God is using the pain gathered through the years of different and various experiences to give me a voice of encouragement for those of you who are going through similar circumstances. So again, thank you. The key verses are Job chapter 1, verses 20 and 22. And then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. Verse 21. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. In the devotion of episode 13, we learned suffering is appointed to us by no less than God himself. We looked at verses in the book of James to see how God uses suffering to give us the opportunity to choose joy and submit to having our faith purified and strengthened with endurance and perseverance. That's the quality of never quitting. It's of refusing to give up no matter what the circumstances or how bad the pain. In this week's episode, we'll look at how Job acted and reacted to unbearable pain. The devotion focus is not why, but who. And actually, we know why Job suffered the onslaught of Satan. And whose doing it was that Job suffered so greatly? Listen to Job 1.8. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So God provoked what happened to Job. Almighty God picked a fight with Satan, and Job felt the brunt of it. You see, God, while operating in the realm of a sin-fallen world, used suffering in the life of Job so that he, God, would gain glory over Satan. Job's weakness also became apparent during the pain-filled days and nights, and yet with grace he prevailed. And we have the rich book of Job for comfort in our own suffering. That's one result. God's powerful grace also became apparent during the ordeal as Job questions God and his purposes. And he had to also, this is Job, had to fend off the repeated attacks from his self-righteous so-called friends. But through it all, Job remained faithful to God. But how about you and I? I can tell you that in times past when I began to suffer from some event outside my control, I became angry with God. I blamed him and accused him of not caring for me or for a loved one going through a hard time of suffering or when an innocent victim suffered. One of the worst emergency calls I went to in my 21 years of law enforcement 
involved the fatal injury of a two-year-old. After escorting the med unit to a nearby hospital, the child was airlifted to a medical facility better equipped for the serious injury to that baby. I tasseled his hair as the helicopter door closed, and I stood there as the pilot lifted off and raced away at full power. And I prayed mightily for the life of that child, but to no avail. When I called the following day to see how he was doing, a nurse told me that innocent child was dead. I wept tears of rage. Why? Why did God allow this? I was so angry at the world and at the circumstances leading to this child's death and angry at God. Now, compare my reaction to that of Job's reaction. Listen again as I read the verses in Job chapter 1, verses 20, 21, and 22. But this time, listen carefully to Job's words after being told his children were killed and his herds stolen by raiders. Job one twenty. Then Job arose, tore his robe, and shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. Verse 21. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Now listen to this. Blessed be the name of the Lord. There's that worship. In verse 22. And in all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. Job did not charge God with wrong. I believe Job made a predetermined choice to trust God with his life, and that meant everything concerning his life both the good and the inconceivable bad. And so my reactions of anger with God when things go wrong, when things happen that are so unfair, when I lose out in life, these all come from a lack of trust in God's goodness. I want things to go my way, and I want control. Now, what do you think my anger with God has gotten me over the years? I'll tell you, a lot of time wasted with bitterness and resentment. And also, because I didn't trust God completely during those days, I carried a lot of fear about the future. And this, in turn, led to miserable anxiety always gnawing away at my insides. So how about it? Will we choose to be more like Job when suffering catches us in a strong grip of pain? If you want to trust God with all the circumstances, begin now to condition your mind about God's greatness. Read the book of Acts in one sitting, And you'll see how the Lord worked out for good the trials of his people. The first mighty act of God was to provide us with salvation, and that only became possible with the death, burial, and resurrection of his son, Jesus. The fact God the Father allowed his son to suffer the unimaginable pain and humiliation of dying on that cross, it tells us God has a plan for every event in the life of his children. This is portrayed very clearly in Psalm 139.16. In the NIV, it reads, Your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Now, fashioned in this verse means squeezing into shape. It's to mold into a form, figuratively. (laughs) Figuratively. It's to determine. It's to make a purpose. And so God knows what he's doing in and with our lives. God also reinforces this in Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, 
thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Okay, listen, this verse in Jeremiah teaches us that events we call evil are called by God events designed to give us a future and a hope. And whether this happens for us is determined by us as to how we respond to suffering and all its pain. This involves a process to learn how to do this, and it is best to get started learning it now. So to summarize, I urge you to study these passages in Job, the Psalms, and Jeremiah and begin to change your mindset about suffering. We know suffering is here to stay in this life. And most of us, it can be said we're either just coming out of a painful event, we're in one now, or we're headed for one. If you will allow God to use suffering, he will do good with it, both for you and others, even later. So keep in mind Isaiah 55, verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. And then in Isaiah 55, 9, the Lord continues by saying this, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The action to consider for this episode? Write these verses on a 3 by 5 card and begin to condition your mind as to how you will react to pain and suffering, both now and in the future. Those verses are Job chapter 1, verse 20, 21, and 22. And then Psalm 139, 16, Jeremiah 29, 11, and Isaiah 55, 8, and 9. Now next week's devotion is not me but us taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 3 through 7 You've been listening to Hope's Harbor gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley To get show notes visit hopesharbor.net